is the living Jesus. Good morning, church. Happy Sunday to you all. You are welcome to the arena of liberty in Jesus' mighty name. To all our wonderful viewers, partners all around the world, we say to you, happy Sunday to you. May the Lord God Almighty be with you all, guide you all, and provide for all your needs in Jesus' mighty name. You are welcome once again. Please, you may be seated. Yes, my name is Yetunde. I am an evangelist, and I'm so blessed to be under the mentorship of my beloved father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. I pray that God Almighty will continue to strengthen him and to increase his anointing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. People of God, Jesus is the reason why I'm here today. Jesus is the reason why you're all alive today. In fact, Jesus is the reason for this gathering. Join me in one voice and in one accord. And let's say to Jesus, You are the reason I live. You're the one for me. You're the one for me. Oh, yes. You are the reason I live. You're the one for me, Jesus. You're just the very one for me. Why should I feel when I have you?
together for Christ Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the reason for our being here today. In fact, he is the reason for the synagogue church of all nations. Put your hands together for Christ Jesus. Please, you may be seated in his presence. As Christians, we are told to ask for wisdom, healing, and blessings. But let us ask without wavering. Let us ask without wavering. Because God Almighty dwells in our hearts. In other words, faith is a believer's heart. Not his mind or body. Once again, as Christians, we are told to ask for wisdom, healing, and blessing. But let us ask without wavering. This is because God dwells in our hearts. In other words, faith is a believer's heart. Not his mind, his body, what? Not his mind, his body. Faith is a believer's heart. The Bible says, when men were hungry for wisdom and knowledge, Jesus Christ taught for hours. Because our personality, our bodies, and everything about us are the design of the Holy Spirit. And anything that is a gift from God is part of his divine nature. People of God, no matter the situation you may be going through, you must have room in your heart to bless God. You must have room in your heart to bless God. In other words, weeping must not hinder sowing or worshipping God. Remember, getting you to look at life, its storms and adversities from the human point of view, is a trap of Satan. And God Almighty has already blessed us with all the spiritual blessings that we can handle on this earth. God Almighty has blessed us with all the spiritual blessings that we can handle on this earth. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ask Job in Job 2 verse 10. And he will tell you, as a true believing Christian, we must adore God even when he takes away and give him honor by willing submission. Because what becomes of us today depends on how much we involve God in our matter. And this leads me to the title of our message today, A Contented Life. Turn to your neighbor and say, A Contented Life. A Contented Life. Now let us open our proof text to that book of First Timothy 6, from verse 6 to 10. Let's read what the Bible says about contentment. The book of First Timothy
6, from verse 6 to 10. And I read, Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Verse 7, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Verse 8, And having food and clothing, with this we shall be content. Verse 9, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and the snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Verse 10, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. That is what the Bible says about contentment. Now, there is need for us to put this into demonstration. I would like to have seven volunteers. Seven volunteers, either from this side or this side or the other side. Just seven. Volunteer? Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> just seven. Just seven. Let's face the audience. Thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five, six. We need just seven. Just seven. Just seven. If you don't mind, just a woman. So please. Thank you very much. May God bless you. Let's, let's move back a little bit. Yes. Once again, thank you so much for your time. Now we have seven volunteers here. Sir, you're going to play the role of the provider, God. If you don't mind, you can just stay here, just right here. And, sir, if you don't mind, can you come to this side? Thank you. The three of you, please, you can move to the side. And you will play the role of the angels. Why the three of you over here will play the role of the three desires? Your own role is to be in the attitude of prayer. You know, when you're seeking something from God, the way and manner you go about it, you may choose to be on your knees, you may choose to round, whichever way that pleases you, that you know you can pray, that we attract the attention of Jesus. And while you are praying, you don't have to say it out. The role of God here, you have three packages with you that you hand over to the angels. Angels, while they are praying, you are just to listen to their requests. And when we say amen, they will stop praying. Then you will go before God to collect the three packages. Please, can we have the three packages? Thank you. We're just demonstrating what a contentment life is all about. I mean, a contented life. So you can move back a little bit. Thank you. Now, remember, you can give yourself space because you're going to pray. You know, you are going to do what you're going to pray. 
You may choose to be on your knees, whichever way that pleases you, you're free. The house is so big. And angels, you get just to pay attention to their requests. Okay? Okay, fine. So after the count of three, you can start praying. Okay? One, two, three. Start. Yes, that is a prayer warrior. They are praying fervently. You are listening to what they are saying. Just to pay attention. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, the angels, you can collect the three packages from God and hand over to them one after the other. That is, their prayers has been answered. Request granted. You can come back to your stand. The three angels, please come back to your stand. Now, let's see what you have prayed for. You can open it. There is something inside the envelope. Let's see what you have actually prayed for that has been granted. Yes. Wonderful. Excellent. Let's see. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, you can stand close to each other. Stand close. Now, people of God, we can see what they all have in their hand. This is what they have prayed for. Answer A, she prayed for two bedroom flats rental with two cars. Answer B, prayed to have a house, a baby boy and a baby girl. And C, Prayed for self-contained apartment rental with two baby girls. Now, these are their requests. These are what they actually prayed for. And God has granted them. Remember, we're talking about a contented life. Now, I have a question for the three of you. Now, let's assume that you are given a lot of chance to ask for one more thing. Now, compare what you have to the rest of the two people beside you. What would you love to ask for? Compare what you have that you don't have now, that they are having that you love to have. What would you love to ask for? A house, a baby boy, and a baby girl. Wow. Stand this way. Thank you. And you, what would you love to ask for? Yes, for self-contained and uh, baby. baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you, sir? I didn't understand you. That's if I want. To. Now you have something you've prayed for. It has been granted. Compare what you have now with what they have. There is something you don't have, which if God gives you another chance to ask for, and they have it. So what would that be? I will be contented with what I have. We are asking one more thing. You have something here. They don't have. They have something you don't have. Now you are given another chance just to ask for one more thing to add to what you have. It's a request. I will be contented with what I have. <laughs> now, 
I want an extra person. Please come forward. Let's assume that you are holding that. What would you love to ask for? I would love to ask for a one baby girl. Thank you very much. Yes, to be sincere. To be sincere. Definitely, you will ask for one more thing. To be sincere. Because, you know, human beings are always in need of one thing or the other. Because their needs are unlimited. Even if you are granted five more things, you still ask for more. You will still ask for what? For more. You would love to own a house. You would love a jeep, isn't it? You want to travel around to be a business tycoon. My brother, you will ask for more. No, no. Yes, to go with the glory. We're talking about a contented life. You see, human beings are always in need of one thing or the other because their needs are unlimited truly not everyone is content with his or her life oftentimes we are unsatisfied and we seek more for what we don't have and who we are thank you very much thank you very much let's put our hands together for our volunteers before you go, please have your auto fruit. May God bless you. Let's put our hands together for them. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You can choose one. Choose one. <laughs> you are free to choose one. Just pick. Is in need. <laughs> wow. Oh, 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 oh. Now we can see. Indeed, he's contented. Indeed, he's, in... <laughs> he's contented. We are always in need of one thing or the other. Limited. Put your hands together for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to God be the glory. Our brother has just demonstrated how contented he is. <laughs> to God be the glory. Yes. You see, people of God, people of God, it is not our mere wishful thinking that brings about a contented life. And it is not the work of righteousness which we have done that brings about a contented life. No one can be content without God. No one. You see, a contented life comes by grace. There are many people that have money, they have position, they have everything, they're enjoying themselves. They're enjoying their life, but they lack contentment. That is the way we are. That is the problem we are facing today. A contented life sees beyond position. It sees beyond position, money, and 
pleasure. This is to tell you that you cannot be in a place before your God. Because wisdom in the practical sense of ability and skills cannot determine your desired future. A contented life sees beyond position, money, and pleasure. But the kind of contented life people believe in today is a kind that does not see beyond position, doesn't see beyond money. Once again, contented life comes by grace. And when the grace of God comes upon you, it will put an end to all your labor and personal struggles. But today, many of us have made plans which we considered to be perfect, error-proof. But before we knew it, time and chance have exposed the weakness of the plan. Considering what happened to Joseph and his brothers, it gives a clear vision that every man has the grace of time and space to act in only as allotted to him by divine providence. I mean God. The Bible says in 4 Kings 5 verse 4, God gave King Solomon rest on every side. So was also the case of Simon Peter. It was not by mere chance that Jesus chose Peter's boat at the seaside. It was by providential arrangement. Because it was the time and season for Peter to come into his rest. And that was why Jesus Christ offered Peter rest in appreciation of his self-control and faith. When God is executing his master plans in our lives, he also designs and arranges events which will continue to unfold until his purpose is revealed in our lives. And when it is time for God to manifest his purpose in your life, there will be a driving force that will change your action and location. This force is also known as the transformative power of the universe that changed Peter from what he used to be to what God wanted him to be, a fisher of men. When there is a change of mantle, there must be a change of location. You see, destiny can only be changed if you don't know where you are destined to be. Destiny can only be changed if you don't know where you are destined to be. In Genesis 12 verse 1, for Abraham to enter into his rest, he had to change his location. Genesis chapter 37 to chapter 50, for Joseph to enter into his rest, he had to change his locations. Considering all the stages of suffering Joseph went through, the road to his throne was not a bed of roses, but of thorns, snakes, scorpions, and the like. These were his dry pits, slavery, prison, temptation, 
before the throne. For Moses to enter into his rest. For him to realize his destiny. He had to change his location. So from the day of a council of Peter with Jesus, his actions and location of operation changed. People of God, the plan of God for us is so beautiful. Very, very beautiful. But I want you to know one thing. There will be some unchangeable events that fasting and prayer cannot change. And when you have made the greatest decision and yet you continue experiencing all these unchangeable events, brethren, do not lose hearts. They may be to strengthen your desire and your determination for God. To keep you for a new level in life. To preserve you for redemption. To prepare you for the new challenges ahead. Or to reform you for your proper position in Christ Jesus. Well, what happened today? Many moved from one church to another. They moved from one church to another. They failed to realize that they are unchangeable events. They failed to what? They failed to realize that they are unchangeable events. They continue to move from one church to another when their situation seems to be unyielding to their fasting and prayer. They failed to realize that they are unchangeable events. You see, if their decision to serve God were anchored on God's word, they will remain calm and determined to overcome. They would what? They would remain calm and be determined to overcome. It is all a matter of faith and deeds. People of God, as it was for Peter, so it shall be for you today in Jesus' mighty name. I mean, from the day of Peter's encounter with Jesus, his action and location changed. His actions and location of operation changed. An encounter with the Savior, an encounter with the Waymaker, the Redeemer, the Destiny Changer will change your life for good today in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, there is a war going on. There is a war going on. There is a war going on because of your encounter with Jesus. There is a war going on because of your encounter with the Redeemer. There is a war going on because of your encounter with the Savior. If I say there is a war going on, you need to ask, what is that war? The war is that you are about to possess your possessions. You are about to take back all your lost possessions. You are about to take back all 
that the devil has stolen from you. You are about to take all that the devil has taken from you. That is the war going on. That is the war going on. And if the war is going on and someone is fighting for you, will you be seated? Will you still be sitting down? <laughs> there is a war going on. Talk to your neighbor say, there is a war going on. There is a war going on. Because of your encounter with Jesus. There is a war going on. Because of your encounter with the Redeemer. There is a war going on. Because right now, I'm going to possess my lost possession. I'm going to claim them back. All what the devil has stolen from me. All he has taken from me. From my business, I'm going to take it back. From my marriage, I'm going to take it back. From my career, I'm going to take it back. From my family, I'm going to take it back. From my education, I'm going to take it back. Right now, in the name of Jesus, whatever barrier, whatever barrier, standing against you, standing against your destiny, preventing you from claiming, continues to remove them right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, continue to remove them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All that the devil has stolen from you, all that you have eaten from the table of the enemy, flush them out from your system. Continue to flush them out from your system. Viewers all around the world, put a demand on the anointing. Step into the anointing. The anointing is available. The Bible says the right hand of God is power. The right hand of God is power. Distance is not a barrier. Step into the anointing. Claim back all your glory. Claim back all your glory. All your lost possessions. Claim them back. Claim them back. You that you are sick. Make sure the name of that sickness. Command that sickness to leave you right now. Command them to leave you right now. All that you have eaten from the table of the enemies. Continue to flush them out. Continue to flush them out. Continue to flush them out. It is time for you to claim all your lost glory. Take it back. Take it back from the hands of the enemy. Take it back from the hands of the devil. All that he has stolen from you. Take them back. Jesus is around. That is the war going on. The war is going on because of the encounter with the restorer. The war is going on because of your encounter with the deliverer. The war is going on because of your encounter with the savior of the world. Continue to claim back. Take it back. Claim them back. All your last possessions.
and say to your neighbor, I have recovered my lost possessions. I have recovered all my lost possessions in my business. I've recovered them all. In my marriage, I've recovered them all. In my career, I've recovered them all. 
recover them all. In my health, I have recovered them all. In my education, I have recovered them all. All my lost possessions, all what the devil has stolen from me, I have recovered them all. promise of God for us we have recovered our lost possessions in Jesus name put your hands together for Christ Jesus you may be seated you may be seated finally brethren when the eyes of your faith are opened you will know the values of your trials you see sometimes we work so hard and we pray fervently Without a corresponding reward for our efforts, I want you to know one thing. It is the mind of God to answer prayer. It is the mind of God to answer prayer. Even when he seems he's not responding immediately to our petitions, he is still saying something. Which we may not understand because of our limitations to the things of the Spirit. In such moments, God may be saying, my child, be patient, for there is time for everything. For there is a time and season for everything. As my father and the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua says, as he prophesied earlier this year, that in this year 2017, there will be uncommon challenges. There will be what? Uncommon challenges. But take heart. There is a new dream for you. A new dream for you. A new dream of breakthrough. A new dream of prosperity. A new dream of reconciliation. A new dream of working with the Lord. That is a new dream for you. Yes, brethren in Christ Jesus. Jesus knew that his disciples would face uncommon challenges. That is why he said to them in Luke 22, verse 32. He said, I pray, I pray your faith will not fail. People of God, let us hold on to this prayer. Our faith will never fail. In Jesus' name. And as you trust and obey God as you trust and obey God may you enjoy a contented life that will bring peace and comfort to your spirit soul and body may the Lord bless his word in the midst of your heart in Jesus name